0: This episode is sponsored by Moving Beyond the Page Homeschool Curriculum, How Children Want to Learn. Learn more at www.movingbeyondthepage.com.
1: Welcome to the Savvy Homeschool Moms Podcast. Episode number 40. In this episode, the moms talk about their website changes, a newly discovered feature of Goodreads, hexaflexagons, and
0: homeschooling with YouTube. <laughs> Honey, where's my glasses?
1: Mom, mom. Can I have a drink? Mom. Why is a dog wearing a tutu? Mom. Where are my shoes? Mom. Honey, is this one of your science projects in the fridge? Mom. I'm
0: hungry. I'm Tina. I'm Becky. And, and we're the Savvy, savvy Homeschool home Moms. So, Tina, what's the time code to skip to the end of our chat this week? 35 minutes, 2 seconds. Um. And what have you guys been up to since the last time we recorded?
1: Oh my goodness, we had a week in Southern California. We oh my goodness. Really good time. Yeah, my parents uh, have to have a timeshare, so they regularly, uh, like once a year or so, um, take us on a week-long vacation somewhere. Um, their treat and uh, otherwise we'd never go anywhere <laughs> God for parents yes. <laughs> but um anyway so we went down to legoland we actually stayed in a hotel that's or it's it was it's a hotel slash timeshare resort area thingy mm-hmm. and we um it's literally like right next door to legoland and you just walk over Nice. Yeah, it was very cool. So we had two days at Legoland. We spent a day at the San Diego Zoo. Um, we also went to the San Diego Air and Space Museum and the Ruben H. Ruben H. Fleet
0: Science Center. It's hard mm. to say. <laughs> yeah, that's a mouthful.
1: <laughs> had a day on the beach. Um, and on our way back up from San Diego, on our way home, we stopped at the La Tar Pits in L.A., so it was quite a full week. <laughs> we also saw the Lego movie while we were at um still in Carlsbad, so that was really cool. We saw it. I think it was opening night when we saw it. actually. I believe it was that Friday. Wow, uh, I
0: know it was a Friday, but I think that Friday was the opening night, so loved it. Did you guys see that yet? Yeah, we did actually. We saw it the uh, Saturday, so we didn't see it opening night, but we saw it
1: the <laughs> yeah, very cool. It's a cute movie. So we had a blast and lots and lots of. Uh, walking around and exploring and uh, lots of pictures and video and yeah, we had a blast. And uh, then of course, but you know, after a week I was ready to come home. I was so ready. I was like, okay, mm-hmm. vacation's over now. I'm ready yeah. to get back to life and start accomplishing something again. You mm-hmm. get really behind, you know, when you're gone for a week. So oh, definitely anyway. So Maven may even got into blogging um, just before we left. And then petered out already. <laughs> I'm like, dang it! But she get she got really insistent that I set up her blog. And she she had a couple of different blogs over the years and never really did anything with them. And so I was combi- combining them and deleting the ones that she didn't need She had like a art blog and like some other kind of. Oh, I had made a school blog for her that I posted on. Then I stopped doing like two years ago because it was too much. And Something else, like a general thing that she wanted to put stuff on that she never did. So I just like combined them all into one and then added a second one because she wanted to have a main blog and then an art blog. So mm-hmm. anyway, took some moving around and cleaning things up to get it all set up. So now it's all set up and she posted two of our vacation days and got really into it and was putting all these details and pictures into it and then burnt out. Oh. <laughs> like, Maven, you don't have to make these gigantic long blog posts. <laughs> mm. So anyway, I'm still working on how am I going to get her into that again. But um, that's something that I'm hoping that I can start um, thinking about this week. But, um, and then Tieran of course, saw her doing it and really wanted to do it too. So he insisted that I set up his blog and then he forgot about it and hasn't. I haven't thought about his either. So <laughs> I mean, they've got blogs now. They're not public. They're private. Only uh, Only people who are logged in can actually read them because Maven didn't want anybody else to read them so then we had to go and invite people to come in and be able to read them so all our family members and whatnot, you know? Yeah. So, um, so that way it could be private and she didn't have to worry about who's reading her stuff, so... Anyway, that was cool. Um, let's see what else. Um, oh, I had migraines galore. Um, oh. right after our vacation, that week after, which was last week, was mm-hmm. you know, migraine, migraine, migraine. That was really not so fun week. Uh, let's see. I've taken up knitting a little bit, not much, but <laughs> they have the have the um, needlework class at ERCLC at our at our homeschool charter. For those who don't know, that we go to a homeschool charter um, enrichment classes. And, um, Maven's gotten really into it again because of that class. And so I started. Um, knitting again. I had learned to knit years ago, but never really gotten anywhere. Never actually made anything. Just kind of practiced. <laughs> so I remembered how to do it, and it was it's fun. And so I just started, and all I'm doing right now is just practicing and getting used to doing it. You know? Yeah. Not actually making anything. You just keep. You know, I'll do a bunch, and then I'll unroll, unravel it. And <laughs> I'm just getting the hang of it. So, and then they did crocheting last week, or was it week before last? We had a holiday. They didn't have, a, or knitting um, needle. Needlework class last week because of whatever was that, President's Day, I think? President's Day, yeah. Yeah, so um, they'll have it again tomorrow. I think they're going to be doing felting tomorrow, actually. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, and um, but anyway, it just got me interested in it. So I'm and then Tieran really got into it again. And Tieran actually, when Maven learned how to knit a few years ago, he actually had gotten into it then. He was much littler, and he actually maybe it wasn't a few years, maybe it was like a year or two ago, um, and he actually got into it then and then stopped, and then when she started doing it again, he wanted to do it, so he was insisting on knitting, and he just had to, somebody had to come in and help him get started, and he wasn't sure how to cast on, and can you help me cast on, and uh, <laughs> so <laughs> cute, but he finally sat down, and we sat down, we had a, a morning where we both just sat side by side and knitted on the couch, and talked, nice. and stuff. it was really fun, so he's kind of off of that again right now, but I think he'll get back on it on it again, because he, really he really enjoyed it a lot, so, and he was actually not Getting, he was getting better. He was getting much better at it too. And I don't know if he could actually make anything yet. But he was getting. I was, you just got to keep practicing. That's just till your hands get comfortable doing it.
0: You know? Yeah, that's what I was uh, telling when I was helping out in the class, and, and yeah. children were getting frustrated. I'm like, "You're you're building body memory. You've got to right, get exactly. that going first. It's just you a know? matter of doing it. Yeah, it's like riding
1: a bike. <laughs> you know, yep. just keep doing it till your body gets the hang of it and finds its own groove. So exactly yeah, so that was really fun. I wish, um, in the class that that they have at the at the school, I wish that there were some boys that would come in and join them. There is not any currently any boys in there, so that nope. was well, kind of disappointing. But then again, we are very, very um lacking in boys in that age group anyway, So because it was just for the older kids that they did it right. So, um, so I guess it's not entirely surprising because I think there's like two boys. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so or maybe what wait is it, Marco might be the only one, actually, Marco, I think. Yeah, I think he might be now. <laughs> he is the only boy. <laughs> now that I think about it, so maybe that's why he's just not interested. So <laughs> mm-hmm. anyway, uh, let's see what else have we been doing. Um, oh, Maven has been really into doing wire work. She, when we were in um, uh, at the San Diego Zoo, she found these wire—they're wire with beads. Um, I don't know what you call them. Um, they're animals. There's like a, a bird and a and a little alligator that she got that my mom bought for her. They She bought souvenirs for both of the kids. So that's what Maven got. Tyrant got a Lego set, of course. <laughs> and um, she took it home and promptly looked at it all up and down and sideways and inside out and figured out how to make them and started making her own little wire and bead animals. Cool. So she has been really into doing that. and She's making... Uh, my mom's birthday is this week, and so she's making a gift for my mom, and she's trying to think of what else she can make, and it's very, very cool. My mom went out and bought her, um, used her allowance, and bought her a, um, a whole set of like the little pliers and cutters and bending and stuff and wire and a box to put it all in and everything so she's like all set up not only that but she cleaned and organized her room like you would not believe that her room was trashed beyond belief she has so much stuff in there i'm constantly always telling her you have too much stuff if you didn't have this much stuff it'd be a lot easier to clean but she you know no matter it doesn't matter what i say nothing's gonna change if, if i say it but the second that she decides that she wants to do it she goes to town yeah She finally did. And um, I knew if if I just backed off that it would happen eventually. So I finally managed to bite my tongue and stop saying, I can't walk in here anymore. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And she finally just, for whatever reason, decided to clean it up. And not only did she clean it up, she went through every square inch and decluttered and reorganized and she now has a desk that she can work on (laughs) because she didn't have any room it was covered with stuff so now she every night when i'm reading stories she sits at her desk and does wire work beating and wire work while i'm reading the whatever our book is that we're reading night uh, bedtime stories and um frequently throughout the day, she'll close herself in there and just work on beadwork or read a book or, you know, whatever. She just likes to spend time in her room all the time now. Yeah. Very, very cool (laughs) (laughs) to go in there and knock on the door and tell her when it's time to eat.
0: (laughs) I, Danielle does that too and I occasionally poke my head and they still alive
1: yeah yeah I do that too <laughs> it's so cool though because she's you can tell she really enjoys her room now and I'm like isn't this wonderful like you can walk in here and you can find your stuff and I'm trying to remind her what this looks like for the next time it gets to be trashed you know <laughs> so anyway let's see so and while my daughter was uh, reorganizing and, and redoing in a big way I was reorganizing and redoing our website in a big way yeah. So if anybody hasn't checked that out yet, head on over to SavvyHomeschoolMoms.com dot because I um, I redid. I'm not done with the header yet. I, I'm thinking I'm I'm gonna put. I redid our our logo graphic. Um, not completely. I just changed the background to a different green because I wanted to go in a purple direction, um, in a brighter purple direction because I was, I got tired of the the purple that was on there before and I just needed something new. I, I was looking <laughs> for a change. Yeah. So. Um, I, I changed the colors a little bit, but I didn't change them completely, but to a teal and a, no, I guess it's like an aqua or, no, turquoise, that's the word, turquoise, <laughs> one of those green blues, something like that, <laughs> and a brighter purple. And, uh, and then I, uh, so I changed the background of our, of our logo image and, um, and then I also added the. I took out the words that were there and put in some new, I uh, used a new font. I found a font that looks like chalkboard writing. So I was like excited to find that. And so I, I wanted to use that. So anyway, I redid that and, uh, you know, just kind of spruce it up a little bit and changed some of the colors, um, a tiny bit. And, um, and then redid all the, the websites completely redundant. Now we have our affiliate links, Yay. easily find findable. Is that a word? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's easy to find now. If you go to our website and look on the sidebar on the right, you'll see all these little squares. And those are all our affiliate links, which means that we have an account with each one of those. So if you click on any of those, it'll take you to the website. So there's like discount school supply and audible. And we even have uh, Amazon uh, buttons and, um, and if you click on those and go to the site and actually purchase something, then we get a little percentage so you can help support the show. Yay. Yay. <laughs> so if you have to buy anything from Amazon or audible or, uh, you know, uh, what else do we have? Discounts, discount, discount, discount supply. And, um, there's a couple other things on there too that I'm forgetting right now. But, um, just head over there and use those links if you think of it. That would be wonderful, and then I also insisted on Becky making a wish list. Yes, <laughs> God. I thought it'd be fun for some people uh, because I also put a PayPal donate button because in the past we've had people donate, but we called it Mocha for Moms. (laughs) I think (laughs) I I don't know if I still have it. I don't think it says Mocha for Moms anymore. I just figured you know give us some you know if you feel like supporting the show, give us a little donation. We can buy ourselves a mocha or you know. Yeah. I still have the PayPal donate button there, and we really appreciate whenever anybody gives us a donation. That's always a fun surprise to get that email. Oh. We could go buy a book, <laughs> um, but then I thought it would be really fun if some people probably would even more enjoy actually purchasing something from a wish list. So, like, we have books and stuff like that that, we'd like, that we like, you know, that we have on our wish list. It's actually a wish list that I'm using for myself anyway. And I just figured if somebody was, oh, I got a few extra bucks, so I'll go buy something for them. <laughs> that would yeah. be fun. And it's the the coolest thing is that Amazon will ship it to us, and it doesn't make our address public because amazon just knows our our mailing addresses because it's our accounts so you could go in there buy it and just tell them to ship it to us and and then we'll like one day walk out to our mailbox and be like oh look a surprise (laughs) it's christmas exactly so so i thought it would be fun trying to put low-end things or things specifically related to the uh to the podcast because it's related to homeschooling or just making our homeschooling lives better kind of thing so yes
0: and I love that your daughter made the graphics oh yeah that's right that Maven, was cool. Maven made the cutest little graphics for us <laughs> in our favorite colors
1: she did she asked what, what what's Becky's favorite color I said I know she likes purple and I know she likes black so she's like what about a purple package with a black Ribbon and I'm like perfect. Yes, <laughs> so I asked her because I went to her and said, "Can you make us a graphic?" Um, so she made a graphic. A- present for each of us so we put a little present and she actually originally on the tag it had said our full name but because i had to shrink it down to the size that i wanted it to be you couldn't read it anymore it was so tiny. so i whited that out and put in just a b on my on yours and a t on mine and uh um but anyway if you hover over the different presents um becky's is the purple one with black and mine is the purple and orange um and uh if you hover over it, it says whose it is too, and they're separate links to our separate wish list. So very exciting. So yes, it would be fun. Anyway, uh, let's see what else. Um, mystery class has started again, and I have yet—I keep seeing the emails coming through, and I have yet to get over there and get started on it yet. And I know my kids are going to enjoy it. But if you're interested in checking out the mystery class, I've talked about it on the show quite a few times. I have to dig around in our. Um, Old episodes and find the links to the episodes where I talked about it at length, and we could stick it in the show notes for the show. This is episode number forty that you're listening to right now. So if you want to go to the show notes, it's SavvyHomeschoolMoms.com dot yep. com forward slash forty, and that's where you'll find. Once I get uh, this all done, I will I will look for those episodes and put those in there. But the mystery class site is at learner that's l e a r n e r dot org forward slash j north forward slash class, and that link will be in the show notes but that's where you find the mystery class info and i have yet to start it but i think (laughs) kids will enjoy it it's like geography and science and math all together in a real world you're supposed to figure out where these classes are in the world anyway i won't go into it because we talked about it before but go check it out um let's see my kids went to the zoo last thursday with my parents my parents actually purchased a zoo pass for us last year and then we only used it a couple of times I think um so when they asked if if they should get us a, another one again I said well you know we don't really use it that much because they're they're getting older and I don't know there's a lot of new stuff at the zoo now so I'll probably regret it but I didn't I I was like well maybe not and they said well how about we get a pass for us so they have a grandparents pass mm-hmm. so they can bring the kids so they decided that instead of always taking the kids out at night, because they usually take them out and we get a date night, which is really nice, um, and they take the kids out for dinner. And it's really hard to find stuff to do at night, though, <laughs> mm-hmm. at least, especially when it's not summertime because, you know, summertime, it's the sun's up so late that they can take them to a park after eating. But right now, when the sun is not up, it's so that time of the year in the fall and winter, there's really not much for them to do. And they said they wanted to do something during the day sometimes. So last week, they took them to the zoo. Mm-hmm. And that apparently turned out really well. And that gave me a whole afternoon to finally catch up on dishes and cleaning. <laughs> so that was really nice. I had a whole afternoon to, to get my button gear and get stuff done. Of course, Adam's sad because he wants his date night, but <laughs> they're oh. going to alternate. I think they said they're going to alternate. So we'll have a date night and a and then I'll have an afternoon like back and forth. So that will be cool.
0: Very cool.
1: Yeah, let's see. Um we also started having a Friday night family movie night recently. I'm not even sure how we started that. Just like the last month or so, I think we've been doing this. And um, and the kids are really into it. Cool. <laughs> They're like so excited. So every Friday night, and we let them eat in the... Because we used to always let them eat in the living room, and recently we've changed that because it's just... a disaster in her all the time they never clean up after themselves so we ban them from eating in the living room except on family movie night <laughs> <laughs> that's a special occasion and assuming that they don't ruin that and start being slobs about it again they get to do that and um and we all pick up we we work together on finding a movie to watch and i'm running out of good movies that are appropriate for my kids though, so i might end up having to start watch doctor who episodes <laughs> or something like that <laughs> <laughs> but we watch the the last mimsy Last Friday. That That's was a, a good a really, one. Really, really cute movie. We'd seen it before, but it was so long ago I didn't even remember what it was about. Yeah, I haven't seen it in quite a while, but yeah, I remember it being a good movie. Yeah, it's really, really good. There was nothing in it that was like because we watched it years ago when the kids were even littler, and there was nothing in it that freaked my kids out or, or uh, I mean, it, it's a little bit dra- dramatic at times. Maybe if you have really little kids that are that are fearful, but um, but my kids were totally fine with it at the age that they were a couple of years ago, and yeah, and. I'm, you know, I'm, like, super strict about my kids not watching violent movies, and so that one was perfect. (laughs) So, no violence in it. But, um, anyway, let's see. uh, What else? I've totally reorganized my education books again. (laughs) (laughs) I spent all summer, I know I talked about it on the show, um, reorganizing, decluttering, that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And I moved my educational books a bunch of them like science and history and art and stuff like that over into my entertainment center on one side of the room and then I had all my teaching books and activity books and such in another book bookshelf and I found that what ended up happening is that the books that are on the bottom of my entertainment center never got looked at <laughs> I yeah probably forgot about them because <laughs> they're kind of in a part of the room that's off the side and my entertainment center is not the it doesn't have a tv in it the tv is off to the side um next to it so because it doesn't fit (laughs) Mm. so um so we don't really use it for entertainment much except for it holds the dvd player and such but um so i yesterday just got to be in my bonnet and went through and had a blast going through all my books again and reorganizing and i even labeled my shelves i got like pieces of um what do you call it like tag tag board not tag board um cardstock that's the word I'm looking for yeah got some pieces of cardstock and labeled the areas so I remember okay this is like fantasy fiction this is historical fiction like stuff like not like super I would not dive just things that I had chunks of books in you know and um, divided it up that way so now when I go over there I get all excited because I'm like it's all organized and I can find the books and it of course made me kind of go through it again and I decluttered a bunch too and i i have two big backs full of books to give to friends now (laughs) so i'm going to bring bringing those to school tomorrow (laughs) see who wants who wants some of these books that i pulled a bunch off that are too young for my kids now or i know that we'll never read so so anyway that was really fun i had a blast with that yesterday and lastly i uh i actually had posted on the website um just a couple days ago that i'm looking for ideas because i'm always looking for ideas of things that i can make and you know, like lesson plans or curriculum ideas that I can make and sell someday or whatever. And so I was just looking for some ideas just to get my brain thinking in that direction again. And somebody had posted... On, uh, I discovered something with Goodreads specifically because of Angela. Thank you so much, Angela. You posted an idea on our blog post that I, where I was asking for product ideas, and you had mentioned um, an idea that made that led me to go. Remember that I have this whole spreadsheet of because she was talking about how she wants all these um, uh, different, you know, list a listing of books like all the all different um, supplemental educational books to read with different time periods in history and right. I actually had started a spreadsheet with that a long time ago and it was pretty full already And so I went back and found it, dug it up and reorganized it. And then I realized that because of that, and she had triggered that in me to go look at that. And then that made me go to my Goodreads account because I had actually started putting books that I find at the library. Even if we didn't read it yet, I find a really good book and I want to remember later because when we get to this time period, I want to look that book up. I'll put it in my Goodreads account on a shelf. And um, so I'm like, God, it's in two different places. I need to get it all because I had just organized my actual books. So I had to organize the books on paper, you know, on digital files. And so... I discovered that you could export and import into and out of Goodreads. Did you know you could do this? I did not know I could do that, but that is awesome. It's very cool because if you have, a, like I did, a spreadsheet. See, if I had known this before, it would have really saved me a lot of time because I actually manually added all of the books that I read to Maven before I found Goodreads. Oh, no. I typed them all up. And I did not know, and they were in a spreadsheet, so if I had known this, I could have imported them. But I did not know that, and it never occurred to me to look. But now I know you can import from a spreadsheet into Goodreads or you can export your Goodreads books as a, a csv or a, i think i'm not sure if it does an exp- excel spreadsheet but as a csv which essentially you know it's a spreadsheet you can open it in excel right so very very cool i was so excited i had to post about it on my homeschool realm uh facebook page because i was so excited I'm like, oh my gosh did you know you could do this
0: that is awesome the things that homeschool moms get excited about <laughs> i know that's like me and my laminator you know huh? i know right? i can laminate everything <laughs> it's so cool i get so excited
1: <laughs> so anyway, I've been reorgan I've been spending hours and hours working on reorganizing all these books and typing up things that I've found and and I still have tons of books just on my shelves that I have to type or actually this is the really cool thing about Goodreads is not all books, but a lot of books, you can scan their barcode and it puts it and it brings it up on on um Goodreads in the Goodreads app on my phone. So I can actually scan um it doesn't work for every single book sometimes it doesn't come up if you have like an old edition or something it might not be in their system but but it works really well for the most part and uh and then you can um um just import it onto your into your goodreads account that way and then i can export it as a as a spreadsheet later if i want to combine that with my other spreadsheet so anyway it's very cool the possibilities are endless here (laughs) (laughs) and um but anyway and then and then uh, also on that same post where I was asking for product ideas I was asking what what do you want what do you wish that somebody would create what kind of things would you love to exist <laughs> you know that kind of thing and somebody else had mentioned um, this uh homeschool planner that I had never heard of so here's a new homeschool planner for you guys it's called Ollie O-L-L-Y thank you to uh Brandy L for sharing this I'd never heard of it I don't have a Mac so I can't use it but those of you that have Macs and iPads it's a Mac and an iPad app um what do they call it Mac program or is it an app for Macs I don't know Uh, (laughs) I think it's an app for a Mac is it an app so it's an app either way so anyway it's an app for Macs and iPads so those of you that have that you can go check that out at OllieHomeschool.com and the link will be in the show notes. So very, very cool. So many cool things that I've discovered recently. It's just crazy. My, In fact, my Homeschool Realm Facebook page, as I was doing all this research um, for books and such, I was stumbling across other things. And so I had a ton of new links over on my homeschool realm facebook page so you guys should go check that out um what is it facebook.com forward slash homeschool realm i do bursts of uh of clusters of links from time to time when i find things <laughs> so oh yeah yeah it's a whole bunch of new ones on there that i just recently and Ollie homeschool i think was one of them <laughs> so very cool anyway that's what we've been up to what have you guys been up to
0: let's see well you know, you come to a point in your life and you think, that's it, I am done researching science curriculum. I don't have to think about it anymore. <laughs> and then your kid does something like, I don't know, finishing his science curriculum, you know, what, two months, three months before school's out? Four months? I don't know. However long it is until school's out. So um, Jack will be finishing his Real Science Odyssey Earth and Space Level 1 this week. We literally have one lesson left and then we're done. And he loved it. He thought it was great. But now I am faced with the option of starting my second grader second grader on chemistry. Because, you know, our next book would be Real Science Odyssey Chemistry Level 1. Or finding something else for him to study until the end of the year. And I went ahead and went with the second option there. Because I just, I, I'm not emotionally ready to start chemistry with a second yeah. grader. <laughs> I did it with Danielle. But Danielle was like in fourth grade or fifth grade when we did it. So she was, because we used different science when she was in first and second grade. Right. And so, um, yeah. But, um, so what we did is we sat down with his real science odyssey life book and his earth and space book and we went through it and we, and we highlighted the things that he was the most interested in. And then I went out and hunted for something to get us through that little period of time. And what I found was elemental science, which is the curriculum that I use right now with Danny, has lap books that cover Um, the subjects that he wants to learn more about so I found one for plants I found one for animals and I found one for astronomy and they're really nice I mean the the elemental science uh, curriculum is is already awesome I mean Danielle uses it we love it um But the the drawings in this and stuff are really great. And the cool thing about it is they do projects and then they they make... It's not like a lap book, lap book, like with the mini folds out and all that kind of stuff. They make little books that they then attach into this really neat folder. So when they're done, they have this project that they've completed that shows all of the work they did. And um, and can still do it with me doing the writing and him telling me what to write and that kind of thing. So it's kind of awesome. So I'm looking forward to doing that. And then in the fall... Hopefully, I will have girded my loins enough that we can start chemistry. <laughs> <laughs>
1: girded now, your loins.
0: <laughs> I'm telling you, when I did chemistry with Danielle, it was sort of terrifying because I never studied chemistry in, in school. I never got that far in science. Mm. And so when I was doing chemistry with her, I was learning it along with her. You know, <laughs> it, it was awesome and, and it went really well. And now I'm like, okay, I've got a basis for chemistry and now I know all the things that can go wrong. And um, so I'm a little nervous about doing it again but it'll be good and the nice thing about the Real Science Odyssey with the level ones they're not really doing anything super super scary you know they, they're doing just basic stuff so
1: mm-hmm.
0: yeah so there's that and um, we missed classes two weeks ago because the kids were sick they had sore throats and it was just awful and they were so sad that they missed class they were they I, I didn't even bother to wake up that day uh, early to you know because normally I don't wake up early enough to go to school and so when I woke up the kids wandered out around noon they're like what about school and I'm like um both of you were complaining of a sore throat last night you were not going anywhere today right because we we like to keep our germs at home (laughs) well we appreciate that (laughs) we're kind of nice that way but they were super happy to be back to class on Wednesday they were very excited and and um everything went really well that day and um everyone seems to be all healed up so yay (laughs) Um, I got Danny one of those bracelet looms that are all the rage right now. Uh-huh. You know those those things? Yeah. Oh my gosh. How in the world is a child supposed to figure out these directions? Oh no. Like her and I sat down and like she can make like the basic you know one strand and she actually has made a few since I actually wrote this up but like we were trying to make one that's like three, it's like three strands wide or whatever and like the outside strands are one color and the inside strand is a rainbow and I and when I took it off the loom, only two of the strands stayed together. The third one was all crazy. And uh, I'm, oh. yeah, I'm having a heck of a time with it. But she seems to be doing much better about it than I am now. Um, <laughs> she's got it down. She's made herself necklaces and, and things to tie her hair back and rings and all sorts of cool stuff. Also, um, for any of you out there that that suffer from migraines or have you know scent issues like I do, be oh. careful because I didn't realize they make scented loops that you can oh. use with these things. And I accident, I, I saw a bag full of rainbow you know loops, and I was like, this is perfect for Danielle because it's got a you know all different colors in it. And then we opened it, and it smells like Fruit Loops. Oh no! And normally the the smell of Fruit Loops doesn't bother me, but when it's constant under your nose for. Oh. It will drive you crazy in a very, very short (laughs) period of time. So just a warning out there. If you decide to get this, make sure you don't buy scented loops because they're awful. (laughs) Um, As some of you probably know, Bill Nye debated Ken Ham at the Creation Museum, um, debate between creationism and evolution. And um, I won't go into any great detail about it. It's out there, uh, available on YouTube if you want to find it. Um, I'm sure if you just search for Bill Nye Kinham debate, a million links will come up for you. I
1: think if you just put Bill Nye in the search right now, it pops right up because it's all the
0: rage. (laughs) Yeah, probably. Um, I just wanted to say it went exactly as I expected it to. (laughs) Uh, I did not It literally it did not deviate at all from what I thought was going to happen except that I loved that at every opportunity Bill Nye pointed out that there's a need for science education for children so that they can grow up to be the future scientists of America we need scientists or kids who are growing up with a solid foundation in in, um, the scientific method so that they can make the great scientific leaps of the future you know if we don't have that a problem so i thought it was really awesome how bill like every time there was a pause in his conversation (laughs) he brought that back up again and again and again and again i'm a huge fan of bill nye i was totally fangirling during the whole thing Uh, and um yeah it was wonderful and i i had the the awesome opportunity of following along with the debate with a bunch of other um, secular homeschoolers specifically the inappropriate homeschoolers group
1: (laughs) <laughs>
0: and um, reading what those women were saying and, and responding with that, it, it made the debate tons more fun to like be on the same page with people. Yes. Yeah. So that was awesome. And let's see. Oh, Danielle has discovered hexaflexagons. What? <laughs> I know these things. I don't know how I'm going to explain it to you using words. I'm my hands are moving while I'm talking. They're they're really <laughs> hard to explain. But basically, they're hexagons that are made out of a folded strip of paper that you can manipulate and it will sh- it will fold out like almost like a mobius strip like mm-hmm. um like the one that i have sitting here in front of me right now if you fold it i believe it will show you three different faces for a total of six because you have front and back um I'm going to put a bunch of links in the in the show notes. So if, yeah, if anyone, I'm if not it means, picturing it. So. If anyone's <laughs> curious about what I'm talking about, you'll have to look at the pictures in the or look at the links in the show notes because these things are super awesome. They're are they, they like um, you know um, cootie catchers. How you fold cootie catchers mm-hmm. and you you open it and, and it shows different things similar to that except it's a hexagon shape. And so Danielle's been making these hexaflexagons with all these different pictures on it. So like she made one where when you look at it, it's the TARDIS surrounded by, um, by like, uh, with like the sun in the background. But then, when you when you fold the hexaflexagon again, it looks like the TARDIS has exploded, and the explosion is in the middle of the TARDIS now. <laughs> like it's so it's very difficult to explain. But they're awesome. She's been um, making a whole bunch of them, and she's um, she's been doing all these really neat artworks. Like the one I've got in my hand right now. There's a planet with some animals on it. But then when you flip it, the planet the animals are all on their own planet.
1: Huh.
0: I know it's so cool fusing but it's, <laughs> it's anyways, They're a super cool art project and they teach geometry which is neat so uh, Khan Academy has a great section um, devoted to it um, and they're based on the videos from Vihart V-I-H-A-R-T who is um, who does the math doodles um, videos on YouTube if you've oh, seen uh-huh. any of those we so. love we love Vihart and the math doodles we that's how we learned about um, the golden spiral and all that kind of stuff is from Vihart And um, I found a website that has all sorts of really awesome um, patterns. Um, It's at puzzles.com, and I'll put the rest. I'll put the link in the show notes for sure, so you guys can take a look at that. It makes it easier if you start with a pattern because it's concentric. triangles and they have to be perfect so until you get the hang of folding them it's easier to use a pattern and danielle has asked me to contact um teacher bobby to see if maybe she can do a class about the cool! so we may be having a class at the charter about how to do hexaflexagons and what the heck a hexaflexagon is (laughs) (laughs) so if you you can't wait for the show notes you can just uh, or if you're not uh, near the show notes you can just google hexaflexagon and a bunch of stuff will come up too they're super neat and super fun. And and they teach math concepts, which is awesome.
1: Very cool. Yeah.
0: So what have you guys been reading this week?
1: Well, let's see. I actually completed a book. <laughs> <laughs> Shock. Of all shocks. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, I don't even know what made me think of it. But this there's, there's a book, Playful Parenting, by Larry Cohen that I've been trying to get through for years. It's a good book. It's just I can't sit down and read for some reason. Um, and so I... I finally occurred to me the other day that it's probably an audiobook, and the library didn't have it, but audible did. <laughs> so I'm like, Oh, I don't have an account on audible yet. Even though we are affiliates. Um, I didn't have an account yet, um, other than our affiliate account. <laughs> so, um, I, you, when you go to, um, Sign up for Audible first of all. If you guys do this, please go to our website yes. <laughs> and click on the link on our website. There's an Audible button right there, um, and then you get a free—you'll uh, get a free download of your first book um, to try it out. And so I went ahead and got Playful Parenting by Larry Cohen, and I've already listened to the whole thing, and it <laughs> was really, really good. And now I'm all about like. I got to go back and listen to it again. It's one of those books you got to listen to again and again and again, I think. Um, but it's all about, you know, I mean, it's obvious what it's about. Playful parenting. Right. <laughs> he has ways to turn anything into a game or um, silliness, basically. And the problem is, I mean, it's one of those su- concepts that makes perfect sense. And when he gives you all these examples, you're like, oh my gosh, that's great. What a great idea. But on my own, I have such a hard time thinking of what, like specifically to do in situation. Many times now since I finished the book I've had something come up and I'm thinking what would Larry do? I have no idea. Yeah, <laughs> And I'm like miss that moment. <laughs> <laughs> so I think I need to go back and read it again and again and again. I think it's just a matter of kind of internalizing. Internalizing, exactly. And just kind of making it something that um, you're just used to thinking about because my right. brain isn't used to thinking in that way. So it's I'll, I'll listen to it again and listen to his ideas again and just keep... And I did actually find... I don't think they've added me yet, but I did actually find a Playful Parenting Facebook group. So if I can get on there and talk to people who are more familiar with this and are in the middle of it too, then I could probably hopefully come up with some more ideas. But anyway, Playful Parenting by Larry Cohen is one of the books that I finished. Well, well it's the only book I have finished. I'm actually now in the middle of... A uh, second book now, this is like crazy that I've gone through two books in a couple of weeks because I don't read very often. <laughs> but there's another book. I actually, when I went after listening to the Larry Cohen book, I was like, I need to listen to some more audiobooks because that seems to really work for me. Yeah. So when I was at the library picking up some stuff for the kids, I, uh, I went and I looked and I found one on Benjamin Franklin. Now, it seems like that wouldn't be a very interesting book. But I thought, hmm, let me see. I wouldn't mind listening to a book. That I actually learned something, but let me see if it's any good. Went on Goodreads, on my Goodreads app, and every single review was like four and five stars. Like everybody was saying how good this book was. So I'm like, hmm, I think I'll check it out. And it is, it's really interesting. It's called Benjamin Franklin and American Life, and it's by Walter Isaacson. And um, I'm listening to the audiobook, and um, it's interesting, and it's a nice short, well, shortish. I mean, a lot of the audiobooks that I listen to from the library come with like 10 12 14 discs right <laughs> and uh this one's six so <laughs> i figured it's a shorter much shorter listen so i think i can handle that and, and actually playful parenting was pretty short too i think it was somewhere around that i mean it wasn't in discs it was a download but um it was somewhere around six hours i think also but um which is short for a book <laughs> yeah so anyway that's what i'm listening to now and then tiran um he started listening or reading uh, the first book in the Beyond the Spiderwick Chronicles. It's called The Nixie Song. And then he stopped. <laughs> <laughs> so he was reading The Nixie Song by Tony D. Terlizzi, but for some reason, just before vacation, he lost interest in it. I brought the books on vacation and he was never interested in picking them up again. And I had gotten the whole trilogy and he just... Didn't want to read them. And he said he still wants to read them. He just wasn't interested at the time. So I, they were eventually due. So I had to take them back. So he hasn't. He never did finish that. He got like half, I don't think he even got halfway through. But then while I was at the library, another, he had been reading those Rowan books that I mentioned before. He read the first one and um, the second one had come in. So now he's all into Rowan again. So he's now reading, and actually he's in the other room right now, currently reading it, <laughs> <laughs> Rowan and the Travelers by Emily Rada. And this is the series that I had mentioned before that um, is the same author as the Fairy the fairy Realm books that we had read before that were really good. Mm-hmm. Let's see. Maven finished The Coming of Hool, which was number 10 in the Guardians of Kahul series. I think it was her second time reading it. Um, actually, no. I think she said that she sk- skipped them or skimmed them the first time. I can't remember. Um, 9, 10, and 11 were all like books that confused her when she was reading the series the first time, I guess, because they go way back in time and they like explain like the ancient history of Hool, I guess, or something like that. Mm-hmm. Owls. And um, so she finished, she went, now that she's read the whole series, she went back and she read nine, 10 and 11. So she, this last, since we last spoke, um, she finished number 10 and number 11. So that's the coming of Hool and to be a king by Catherine Lasky and then uh, the Kiss which is the third book in the Wizard, Witch and Wizard series by James Patterson finally came in from the library and she whizzed right through that and finished that as well so currently she is bookless I am, in fact I think she's finished every book in every series she was reading so we need to find a new series for her so if anybody has any suggestions for good se- book series for a 13 year old girl who loves dragons and magic <laughs> and anything fantasy <laughs> um, please drop us a comment on uh on this episode 40 so uh we can maybe find something for my daughter to read because when i actually keep her fulfilled with uh, a good you know a series that i can keep feeding her um she reads like crazy but right now nothing (laughs)
0: yeah when they're in between it's hard
1: it's very hard so let's see. Together we finished Marie Antoinette, Princess of Versailles. And that's also by Catherine Lasky, which I just think is so funny because it's not anything like the Guardians of Whole series, which is her other series. But, um, yeah, finished that book. Very good book. Good, Really interesting because I never knew anything about Marie Antoinette before. I mean, I knew who she was, sort of, but <laughs> not very well. Yeah. But, and now you see it from her perspective as a 13 and 14 year old girl. It was really interesting. So anyway, um, and then we started reading. The Red Pyramid by Rick Riordan which was a Christmas book uh, that Maven got Maven got for Christmas. Um <clears throat> oh my gosh, we could not stop reading that. That was so good. Um and Rick Riordan of course is the guy who wrote the um Percy Jackson series. Right. Which series? Oh, is there more than one? Yeah, there is more than one. Yeah. I did not even know that. Um so this is a series about ancient Egypt, about, uh, well, not about ancient Egypt, but about the ancient Egypt gods. So similar, but instead of Greece, we've got Egypt, Egyptian mythology. Very, mm-hmm. very good. And apparently it's a series as well. So I'm working on getting the next book in the series from the library. But while we're waiting for that to come in, um, we decided to read, I found on the shelves while I was desperately looking for a book to read that night <laughs> at the mm-hmm. library, um, the penderwick series i didn't realize that they had a third book now because we'd read the first and the second books before so i went ahead and got the second book again because we haven't read it in a long long time and i'm not sure if tyran actually heard it or if it was just me and maven that read it i know i read him the first book because we just read that a few months ago um, so i got the second book so we're in the middle of the penderwick's on Garden street by Jean birdsaw which is really, really cute book about um, a family of four sisters. And it's just really, really cute. And it's not really Maven's thing, but she enjoys it too. She's like, it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> but I love it. It's cute. And then I grabbed the third book as well. So once we finish this, we're going it's a quick read. It's a really quick read and just really cute. Um, so um, we'll go, we'll go through and uh, um, go right into the the third book, which we haven't read before. So, yeah. And actually this is the first time for Tieran, I'm pretty sure. So. Anyway, that's what we're reading. What are you guys reading?
0: Let's see. Um, Danielle has um, worked her way through Warriors, Power of Three, Dark River, and Outcast. And now she is on Eclipse, which I guess is book four or book three. I'm not sure. <laughs> uh, anyway, she's slowly working her way through the Power of Three Warriors uh, series by Aaron Hunter. Um, oh, and, and for her language arts, we just finished reading the the invention of Hugo Cabaret. Oh. Again, we've, we've read that one before, but this time she was actually reading it for her assignments, and I'm very sad to watch it go. Yeah. <laughs> we like that one a lot. Oh, that's a good book. It really is. And let's see, Jack-Jack, we went to the bookstore recently, and he picked up some Step Into Reading books. He got Big Monster, Little Monster, which is um, from Monsters University,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and Plane Pals, which is from the Plains movie, which we actually haven't seen yet, I don't think. They might have seen it. I haven't seen it yet. Um, in addition to a bunch of other books that we have found through the library subscription to Schoolastic Book Flicks. Hmm. Um, I was going to mention this because um, I guess this is the thing that you can subscribe, that libraries can subscribe to this so that library users can use it. And um, you might want to check with your own local library to see if they have a subscription to it because it's a website that pairs books and videos together huh on tons of high interest nonfiction subjects so like he um he'll read um stinky it's a book about a garbage truck
1: mm-hmm. and
0: then there's a video that's by this that's a, a video of the a book by the same author on the same subject but in but instead of having to read it himself it's a video and it's, it reads the book to him you know and and it's two different books but they're on the same subject It's kind of awesome. So if you want to try it, you can go to our – you, Tina, want to try it. You (laughs) you go to the kids' uh, section of the Fresno Library website, and it's down on the left side. It says BookFlix. And any of our Fresno uh, listeners, um, it's available there free to um, Fresno Library users. Oh, I see it. Yeah. Yeah. if you um, And check with your own local library because um, other libraries may also have this um, subscription. It's just like, you know, how some libraries have mango languages or right. whatever. Um, yeah, it's definitely an awesome website that has a ton of really great books. And um, they're really fun to look at and have it read to you or watch the videos or whatever. It, it makes, they get a reward for reading, basically. He reads huh. the one book and then he gets to watch a video of another book. And um, so that's pretty cool.
1: Neat. Yeah. What's the um, age range for that?
0: You know what? I don't actually know.
1: I'm just wondering if this might be...
0: Oh, wait. It says preschool to third grade. So it would be there for too. Yeah, there for Tyron, yeah. Definitely too young. I, th- I was going to say probably too young for Maven. But Definitely. For, yeah, Yeah. I finished The Maze Runner. Um, but before I could start the next book in the series, I got distracted by Hollow City by Ransom Riggs, which is a sequel to Miss Peregrine's Home for Peculiar Children, which if anyone's read that book, um, it's an awesome book, and um, Hollow City is turning out to be just as awesome. So the next book in the Maze Runner series is going to have to wait until I finish that. Um, <laughs> and I'm listening to a fantastic audio version of The Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, which yes, okay, I have probably read this book a dozen times in my life, <laughs> um, but it's read by Stephen Fry. Um, and I love Stephen Fry. He's a fantastic um, British actor Uh and he does a really good job with all of the voices and everything on it. And, um, I've been reading it, I've been listening to it before I go to bed at night. So even if I doze off in the middle of it, it's okay because when I push play again, I know exactly where they're at. (laughs) Pretty much have the book memorized. So that's been pretty fun to listen to. And together, we're still listening to Harry Potter and the Order of the Phoenix. Goodness gracious, that's a long <laughs> book. I, I don't know how we're going to get through the... Because, the, you know, they get longer as you go, you know, you do. as you go up in the books. And this one's taking us forever. I think I've probably rechecked it out four times. Oh, no. And um, so when we get to the other ones, I might actually have to break down and read them. Like, actually read them aloud as opposed to just listening to them on audiobook.
1: Well, you could, re- you could just put it on in the
0: house, too. We tried that once and it just didn't work as well. There was uh, an inability to concentrate on the little sounds coming out of the speaker. And you're not in the car that often. <laughs> right, we're not in the car that often. So, yeah, it's it's not working out as well as I had hoped. But, um, yeah, so we may end up just like getting the bo- oh, I have all of the books, so I just might actually just read them to them. What a novel concept. <laughs> <laughs>
1: That's what I did with Maven. I read all seven of them to Maven aloud with my voice. Wow. <laughs> it was hard because I can't read I mean, Hagrid. It's hard to read.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I I don't even try to do voices. There's just no way.
1: No, I don't do voices, but just reading it. Oh, <laughs> yeah. See,
0: I wouldn't have any problem with that at all. I, I think I probably could, could sound out Hagrid pretty well because, you know, I know how Hagrid talks. And as long as they're not actually looking at the book, they don't notice when I say the wrong words.
1: Yeah. As long as it
0: makes sense, they don't notice. Yeah. Um, and while uh, my notes here say I was hunting for something else good to read together to start our lessons, I, since then I have um, broken down and got a Magic Tree House book. <laughs> As you've probably heard me say before, I'm not a big fan of the Magic Tree House books, but um, I got Mondays with a Madman, which is about Leonardo. Oh, right. To- I almost said Leonardo. I know DiCaprio.
1: DiCaprio. I said that too.
0: I literally started to say Leonardo DiCaprio. Uh, <laughs> about Leonardo da Vinci. And then I went ahead and got the fact files as well. Because you know they have the magic tree house right. that are the fiction and then they have the nonfiction things that go along with it. Right. So I got the nonfiction one to go along with it. And I figure we'll offset the horrificness of the writing in Magic <laughs> Tree House with the fact book. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. Sorry to all of the fans of Magic Tree House out there.
1: <laughs> well, it's definitely not high quality. But I love how it really gets kids excited
0: about history, though. That's true. Yeah. And now we'd like to give some time to our sponsors.
1: This episode of the Savvy Homeschool Moms is brought to you by Moving Beyond the Page, the homeschool curriculum that I use for science, social studies, and language arts. I get to read great books, do creative projects and activities, and learn critical thinking skills. Learn more at www.movingbeyondthepage.com and use the coupon code Moms for free shipping on your next order.
0: So, Tina, tell me about the link you have for this week.
1: Well, I just discovered this fabulous website with these fabulous videos that I have to share today. Um, it's called Artrageous with Nate dot com and it is just like outrageous but art a-r-t and what it is and i've only seen the first video so far but oh my gosh it's so good so um it's uh um, it's art videos, educational art videos with this guy um, being silly. and Just like there's so many good quality um, educational videos out here. This is another one. This one's specific to art. And he only has three videos currently. And I have been um, emailing with him recently because I wanted to see if there was something that we could do to help promote him. And, of course, that's why I'm doing him as the link of the week because he is actually in the process right now of – uh, getting apparently he's um, getting sponsors and uh, businesses to uh, sign him up to be able to help him be on PBS. I, it sounds Ooh. like he actually has a, I'm not sure, but the way he worded it, it sounded like he may already have an agreement with PBS. So there's three now, but there's going to be more. There's, they're actually uh, working on an entire series. Awesome. So, I am really excited to see because, like I said, I've only seen the very first one, but it was really good. And I can't wait to watch the other two. I wanted to sit down with the kids and watch those other two this week. You can watch them on that website, Artrageous with com, And the link will be in the show notes um, if you can't find it. So, um, yeah, check this out. It is very cool. I mean, that's pretty much all that's on the website. And it talks about how you can help Um And I'm not sure how relevant that is now because, like I said, it sounds like he may already have something figured out with PBS. But I'm sure he could probably still use donations and um, figuring out ways that uh, to get help get the word out about this program. So, um, yeah, really, really cool video. Go watch it. It is very, very cool. I mean, it's it's for kids. You know, it's not it's not like you know designed for adults. So you know, adults might not, have, I liked it. I thought it was cool. Cause you know, I have kind of a kid mind, but, <laughs> <laughs> but I thought it was really, really good. And I learned a lot and I, I bet you anything as time goes on that his, he's going to even get better and better too. But he takes a, a concept and an artist and he explores them in a really interesting way in each episode. And it's like, just like all these other videos out there where they're like doing all kinds of different things and it moves kind of fast. And you know, it's just really, really well made. And as a hu- somebody who has a husband who's a video photographer, I can appreciate that it's high quality video. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> so anyway, check it out, artrageouswithnate.com. That's
0: awesome. Yeah. Well, my link is um, ck12.org. And what this is, is a... Um, It aggregates high-quality, curated, STEM-focused content. That's a lot of words. Basically, what it is, is it's a great website that has math and science-related resources, including online textbooks, videos, quizzes, uh, flashcards, just all sorts of fantastic things for learning math and science-related content. And I went in and was playing around, because I always like to play around with what I'm, you know, going to introduce to the kids first and um, I went into earth science and um, was interested in the section they had on evolution plate tectonics and climate change because Danielle was recently studying plate tectonics and I was actually having a really hard time finding just one good video that showed when the plates go this way it means this and when the plates go that way it means that you know Mm -hmm. and I right at the top on the very tip top there was plate tectonics it was a video from the BBC it was about nine and a half minutes long it was fantastic so you go into an area and in that uh, whatever area of study you're looking for so i'm in the evolution plate tectonics and climate change it has a book to read it has four videos it has two activities two study guides two different assessments and something called a mind map which is uh, i guess some way of illustrating how all of the stuff fits together which i'm not real clear on the concept of mind maps yet but it's, it's like, uh, I don't even how you know, we used to do it when we used to write, you know, we're going to write about Stan and then you draw a line off of Stan and put a circle and put Stan. Oh, it's like happy. a web. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like that. They, they but they call it the mind map, which makes me think of the mind palace with Sherlock, but oh <laughs> <laughs> not exactly like that, but, Oops. and so it, it has a whole thing where in, on the mind map, you can click in the different areas and it's got like, if you click on the theory of evolution. There are two separate things in there that you can go and read more about and it's just really neat and it's free, it's secular and it doesn't seem as far as I can tell to have any sort of, you know, ulterior motives to what it does. It's like Khan Academy. It's just there to help teach. So I highly recommend it, ck12.org and the, of course the link will be in the show notes.
1: Cool. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And now we'd like
1: to give some listener recognition. Uh, From iTunes, we had a review from Moira N. Jeff. (laughs) I guess that's Moira N. Jeff. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like, and. (laughs) Yes. She says, she and he, probably she, (laughs) says, Hi, I am a new listener having discovered you in November. My husband and I plan to start homeschooling our six and nine-year-olds after the summer combined combining it with traveling. It was so great to find a secular view on homeschooling, and you have very rich content in your podcast. Thank you. As I start to explore the implementation side of homeschooling, your links, books, recommendations, guest authors, and a day in the life interviews have provided great information and leads for my, for my research. Keep on doing what you, what you do. It's much appreciated. A new fan,
0: Moira. Thank, Thank you, you Moira. Moira. That was very nice. Yes, definitely. And now um, our topic for this episode is homeschooling with YouTube and we want to start with big bold capital letters. (laughs) This is this is the place where we say don't try this at home except we don't mean don't try this at home. We mean always 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 use supervision with your children when using YouTube.
1: Yes, you would not believe how much is on there. So don't assume that it's safe. It's not. (laughs) Exactly. Uh,
0: That being said. (laughs) (laughs) It's still a great teaching tool. (laughs) It really is. Um, I use YouTube all the time with our homeschooling to, to supplement what we're talking about. So in general, you can use videos for reinforcing whatever you're learning. Realistically, if there is a topic out there, there is a YouTube video. Oh, yeah. There really is. I mean, like I said, we just discovered the Viheart videos, which I didn't even get a chance to get into the notes. I'll have to add those because they're awesome. And they're all about math and different math concepts, but not like boring math, like let's do problems on the board, but like awesome math. Like Mm -hmm. how can we use math to draw dragon scales? That kind of stuff. (laughs) Now, I use YouTube to make playlists where I create a queue of videos to show during a particular lesson. Like I've been making ones to go with our history lessons. And I focus on horrible histories, crash course, and history for music lover videos. And as I go through a lesson, I'll go to YouTube and I'll find the videos that go along with that lesson. I'll add them to a playlist. And then I can, you know, during lesson time, I can just pull up that playlist really fast. The stuff's right there, ready to go. Don't have to be hunting for it while the kids are sitting there waiting. And it's really super easy to make your own playlists on um, YouTube. And I will include a link in the show notes from a WikiHow on exactly how to create a new playlist in YouTube.
1: Yeah, it's it's, it's really easy. There's like an add to link that you just click on it. Yep. Psycho easy. <laughs> very, very easy. And now you can make your playlist private or unlisted if that's something that you want to do as well. If you don't want to share it with the world, I usually leave all of mine. Public for anybody to be able to benefit from, but um, there may be a reason why you might want to make yours private. So the way you do that is once you've made your playlist, um, you click on it to open it up, and then there's a button that says Playlist Settings, and in there um, you can click on the. There's a drop down. It's pretty obvious when you see it. It's very user friendly. Um, there's a drop down, and it says um, Public, Unlisted, or Private. So you can decide how you want your play. If you want your playlist to be Um, available for other people or not. Um, I try not to um, include a lot of real full-length documentaries in my playlists only because we'll never watch them all. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So that's just a little tip that I have for me. I find that the little short videos, especially when you can find something specifically on a topic that you're studying about, like Uh, At one point, we were studying about um, animal uh, nighttime vision, and we were learning about why their eyes glow, why certain animals' eyes glow in the dark, seem to glow in the dark because of the way that they reflect, and I'm forgetting the name for that now because it's been a couple weeks, but there's a reason for that. (laughs) Google that. (laughs) And um, so, like, I'll get something, a video, a two or three or sometimes five or ten minute video that... It's just a little short thing. So while we're reading, I'll go, oh, let's go watch this video and then we'll come back to our reading again. And that works really well yes. to be able to, to supplement what it, what it is that you guys are reading about. It works really well. And I do still put full length documentaries in there sometimes more than I know that we'll watch. But um, and I let them pick which one they want to watch, you know. So mm-hmm. like when we were studying about African animals, I had like, I think, three different videos that were like an hour long and i knew we weren't going to watch them all so i let them pick which one do you want to watch you know that kind of worked too um cuz like there's a, so many documentaries about african animals so i wasn't going to put all of them on there right. um so anyway that's what i do i i um i try to keep them under 30 minutes um just because you can squeeze them into lessons better and it helps to keep their attention span longer although my kids do love documentaries but um let's see um And I, and I like spread them out throughout the week. So if I do have full length documentaries, I might have like two a week or something like that. Like maybe we'll watch one one day and one in, um, you know, a couple days later or something like that. So it kind of gets spread out. And, um, let's see, uh, of course, if they will go for longer videos, if they're really into it, of course, we'll watch it, you know? <laughs> right, right. But I find that mine, um, they do enjoy the longer documentaries, but they but they wouldn't enjoy an entire week watching them. <laughs> so, <laughs> <laughs> and also, I, I can go longer with science videos because my kids are really into science videos, but I tend to have to go shorter with history videos because that's just my kids' leanings. They're just not as into history yet. I'm still working on them. <laughs> working on
0: it. We're going to yeah. get there. <laughs> You're gonna learn history. You're gonna like it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I often use YouTube if one of the kids aren't getting a concept that I'm trying to teach them just by reading about it. Like I was talking about earlier with the plate tectonics and like how if, you know, if the plate goes on top of one, it's this, and if it goes underneath, it's that, you know, and it was really hard. Like I was showing her with my hands, but that's not all that fun to look at. So um, if I can find a video that shows what I'm trying to get across, especially if I can find a, okay, this is one of my favorite things to find on YouTube. If you find good ones, you can find a million of them that are bad, but you can find videos that kids have made for a presentation for school this is like this is like an in thing for kids to do now is to make videos or like um, powerpoints and stuff for school and so if you can find a video of a kid explaining the concept that you're trying to explain (laughs) that's always fun like uh, with the plate tectonics one i found a great video of this kid showing uh, plate tectonics with oreo cookies Oh, fun. And so the cook, the hard cookie part was the um, the plates and then the, the white filling part was like magma. And um, it was funny because the cookies kept breaking and the little boy would go, seriously? <laughs> like you could hear him getting so frustrated. But he was doing such a good job of showing, you know, how they go together and, you know, one goes on top or they break or this or that. Mm-hmm. It was super cute. It got the point across that I was trying to teach and it was fun to watch, you know. Right. And it was, it was another kid showing her what you know we were trying to learn so um, that's one of the ways that we use YouTube a lot is that you know there's something I'm having trouble getting across to the kids getting them to visualize so I will go and find a YouTube video that has to do with it and show them the YouTube video and oftentimes I'll be showing Danielle the YouTube video but both of them are crowded around the iPad to watch it because they both want to see it oh of
1: course of course Yes. Oh, yeah, I do that, too. I, I remember when we were doing Ancient Egypt that I went and I found a video on it uh, that a kid, it must have been from our school project, had made a Shadoof. Remember this? Uh-huh. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that remember was really fun. In fact, I think it was a British kid, even, so it was doubly interesting because he had a great accent. Nice. <laughs> or Australian or something. I, I'm not good at telling the difference. <laughs> <laughs> um, one thing that I don't like about YouTube is all of the... Um, video, you know, like how you have the link on the side with, I mean, all the links on the side to other related videos because then your kid, if you're not watching, your kid could click on something which leads to something which leads to something and good. before you know it, they're in somewhere that you don't, that you didn't want them in, that's not appropriate for them to be looking at. Um, so there's this website called quiettube.com and it's like the word quiet with U-B-E after it.com. .com. Mm-hmm. Um, it doesn't have two T's. So what you do is after you've dragged, you got to go to quiettube.com and you drag that button up to your toolbar just like you have for the Pinterest marklet, um, whatever you call it, bookmarklet. Um, And then when you're on a video video on YouTube that you want to take away all that stuff around it, um, you just click on the quiettube button. And then it opens up in a new browser Mm -hmm. with not all that – it doesn't have all that stuff around it. So, um, so it doesn't have all the distractions and your kids aren't like looking at what another video, you know, like looking at the thumbnail of another image when you want them to be watching something. Else. Well, you could do full screen for that too, but at least it takes all that stuff away, you know, so you don't right. have to worry about them clicking on it. Now, one, uh, one thing I was a little disappointed in though is at the bottom, um, even with this, it doesn't have all the stuff around it, but it does have an original page link to it. So you still want to supervise your kids cause they could, they could still click on it and go back to YouTube if you're um, if you don't you know if you don't want them to do that then that's something you just have to keep in mind. and then of course, also when you get to the end of the video, I don't know of any way to get rid of those you know how that pops up with the whole screen of like, other related videos yes. yeah yeah, <laughs> in the video <laughs> yeah, there's an, I don't know yet of a way to get rid of this, but this is one way that for people who have you know who want to do it this way um it works pretty good and then another thing you can do is then you can copy that link in quiet tube. And you can paste it into Symbaloo, which is, we've talked about Symbaloo in the past. Um, It's S-Y-M-B-A-L-O-O dot com. And um, so you can copy that QuietTube link and you can put it right into um, uh, your Symbaloo account, which is a a way of bookmarking. Um, It's like visual bookmarks. Um, But they're small. They're like, think Pinterest, but without the big images, like tiny little like thumbnails. (laughs) And um, and then you can... uh, you know, you can make a little button. So then what I would use that for is to make like all the, maybe you're doing a chapter on ancient Egypt for say, let's say, and, um and, uh and you, you ahead of time, find all the videos that you want and you go to, quiet you know you click on quiet tube you get the link without all of the extra stuff and then you put it all into Simbaloo, then you can have it all in one place and put your kid in front of the computer still supervising of course but put them in front of it and then they can just keep clicking through to the next video um on your symboloo list um and it's got an image instead of text so it's easier to tell what it is that they're they're clicking on um you know it might draw their interest so that's another option that you have for um ways to organize your youtube videos um if you wanted to have another option. There's the playlist. There's the quiet tube with the Symbaloo. There's lots of different options of ways that you can do this. And But the point is bringing video into your lessons to be able to um, expand what your kids are learning. It's a really great way to be able to, you know, you talk about... Um, you know how a, a trebuchet works. You can go and look and see how a trebuchet actually looks like in action, and it's it's much easier for kids to to understand what it is that you're reading about if they can actually watch a video on it as well. Exactly. So we also have a bunch of other links that we want to share with you guys. Um. That have more information on different aspects of using, um, YouTube. One of them is a, uh, a blog post that SimpleHomeschool.net did. Um, it's SimpleHomeschool.net slash YouTube. Um, and you can find, uh, what they've said about using YouTube and homeschooling. And then we've found these, um, there's some, what would you call them? Are they like areas of YouTube? The schools and the education area?
0: Yeah, they're um, not exactly like, ch- well, maybe are they channels? No, they're not really channels.
1: They're, yeah. Areas. I think they are Yeah. Um so there's there's YouTube forward slash schools and there's YouTube.com forward slash education. Um as far as I can tell, the education channel I think this one's a channel. Yeah, this is a channel. It comes up as a channel. Um is uh it's supposed to be just a whole bunch of playlists um segregated by topic like I see engineering and medicine and history and humanities and arts blah 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 and these aren't necessarily kid related but I'm sure there's plenty of stuff in here that would be interesting to kids Mm. Um, yeah so they just they just have a whole bunch of um, educational videos there so go check that out that's something interesting
0: we're also going to include a link to um, homeschooling with YouTube which is a Facebook group where people have been sharing lots and lots of educational videos that are available on YouTube
1: you can also ask for videos there a lot of times. Oh, you
0: can request. Call. Nice. Yeah.
1: yeah, they can go in there and they say, I'm doing a lesson on, you know, whatever. And do you know of any good videos? And
0: people will share the links that they know. Cool. Yeah. And um, also, we're going to have a blog post um, about using um, technology in your homeschool, specifically um, using YouTube. And um, it talks about you know, different channels that the um, blog poster likes, and um, how to sign up for a YouTube account and all of that kind of stuff, stuff that you need to know for getting started at YouTube.
1: Right, yeah, it's got some interesting info in it. So I think that
0: was about everything we wanted to talk about.
1: Yeah, um, YouTube is a is is a fabulous way of, of uh, enhancing your homeschool. So I think most people probably already know a little bit about it, but hopefully, um, maybe we've Talked about some things that maybe some people had never heard of before.
0: Yep. Oh, I know something I forgot I wanted to say.
1: Uh Uh-oh. Another (laughs) awesome
0: thing that you can do, let me just throw this in there really quick, is have your kids make videos of the stuff they're learning.
1: yeah. Yeah, that's a great
0: idea. Danielle made an awesome video about the life cycle of a butterfly. She made puppets, and she made a video about the life cycle of the butterfly, and it's been watched, I don't know, maybe 15 times, which means 15 different people have actually watched that video, which is shocking to me. Very cool. And it was a good way for her to to learn it but also to like internalize it because now she has to actually say it and and show it to somebody else it was kind of awesome
1: oh yeah very cool idea yeah and uh, you may want to consider turning comments off for something like that though just yes people on YouTube are pretty nasty so I mean it's kind of a bummer because then kids aren't going to be able to comment on it but I don't know either that or keep a really, really close eye on it. So your kid never sees it without you having checked it for like, make sure all comments have to be approved. I'm pretty sure there's yes. a way to do that um, because yeah, I'm sure all of us have seen nasty comments on, on YouTube. So if you do have your kid uploading videos, make sure you uh um, keep a close
0: eye on that or, or turn it off completely. <laughs> yes. Okay. now I think we've covered everything I
1: think so <laughs> very cool so if you like our show please leave us a review on iTunes and tell your friends all about us you can follow
0: us on Twitter we're Savvy Homeschool on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash Savvy Homeschool Moms on Pinterest at pinterest.com forward slash Savvy Homeschool and we're on Instagram we're Savvy Homeschool Moms
1: you drop us a line with your questions or comments email us at moms at savvy or you can uh, leave us a voicemail through our website um on the if you go to any page there's a button on the side now that says uh leave a voicemail excellent
0: for links to resources shared in this episode and a few notes on all of our shows you can visit us on the web at savvy homeschoolmoms.com
1: you can also find Becky on the web at BeckyTatro.com and I can be found at HomeschoolRealm.com and the links for those are also on
0: the Savvy Homeschool Moms website on our about pages. Well, goodbye everybody. Have a great week and come back and take a break again with us next time. Goodbye. Bye.
1: I do blurbs. Like, b- wait, that's not
0: right. <laughs> <laughs> I was
1: like, <laughs> <laughs> All right, Let me redo that. She dropped us a little lo- little on there. <laughs> <laughs>